Hi everyone, Pastor Greg here. Happy New Year to everyone. We've officially arrived to the year 2023. Amazing. And I trust that you are doing okay and having a good day. As we uh, enter the new year, I have a very short message I want to share with you today. Thank you for tuning in uh, to this special service online today from Union Chapel. Today's message is simply entitled, You Are What You Do. You are what you do. Now, lots of us think occasionally, we get a little distracted by this, maybe even deceived by it, that we believe about ourselves that we are what we say, or we are what we feel, or we are what we intend. But as it turns out, we are all essentially what we do. Let me give you a couple of quotes. The first one is from a person named George Eliot. And they said, just as we define our actions, our actions define us. There it is, said in a different way. Here's another quote. This is from Michael J. Fox. Many of you know that name from, from film and TV. He said, our challenges don't define us, our actions do. There's the thought again. We are what we do. And, of course, all the way to the American philosopher, uh, famous in our culture, uh, highly regarded and, and respected, Forrest Gump, who said, stupid is as stupid does. And so we get clarity on this essential fact that all of us are what we do. Some of you know the name Willie Spence. Willie was a contestant on the recent season of American Idol, season 19, and Willie actually finished second. He was the runner-up in the American Idol competition. And Willie, unfortunately, recently passed, oh, passed away, was killed in a car accident. This is just a handful of weeks ago. And just hours before his death, he posted this video of himself singing, You Are My Hiding Place. And I want you to give it a listen. I know that was very moving and very poignant, especially coming from a young man who had just hours to live. And as we think about that, let me ask you this question. What if you knew the next thing you were going to do would be your last thing? Would you still do it? The next thing you're going to do would be your last thing you ever do. Would you still do it? It's an interesting question, isn't it? You may have seen uh, on TV this campaign, the, uh, this advertising campaign now called He Gets Us. This is a very uh, 
uh, extensive campaign. It's a $100 million investment by Christian people trying to present Jesus in a favorable light to connect people with Jesus in our culture and try to bridge the gap between Jesus and the public perception of his followers. There is this, uh, there's this difference, this distinction between people's perception of who Jesus is and how those of us who name the name of Jesus, follow Jesus as Christians in the world, live our lives. And this campaign is based on a market research showing that while many Americans like Jesus, they're skeptical of his followers. Interesting. One of the surveys that has been conducted split Americans into four categories. Let's listen to these categories. Non-Christians, 16% of those surveyed. People who are spiritually open, that's another 20% of those surveyed. A third category is Jesus followers, 34% of the group. And then engaged Christians, another 30%. And it revealed a large gap between the first three groups and the last group. So the non-Christians, the spiritually open, and, and quote, Jesus followers tended to agree together as a group, and the engaged Christians, this last group of 30% of the people surveyed, had a different perspective on how they are going through the world following Jesus. For example, more than two-thirds of those in the first three categories agreed when asked, followers of Jesus say one thing, but do not follow those things in practice. Only 5% of the engaged Christians agreed with that statement. They say one thing, but don't follow. Most in the first three categories also agree that Christians only care about stopping abortions rather than caring for moms and their children. But only 5% of the engaged Christian group agreed with that statement. It's interesting, isn't it? There's a real difference in perception about this very important subject. Here's a fact, though. People judge Jesus by the behavior of the people who claim to know him. Can't get away from that. When we are living, living our lives in such a way that's loving and kind and compassionate, people are more likely to think the same of our Lord. And when we are hateful or condemning or judgmental, then they're likely to see the Lord in the same way. Here's a, here's a statement that I believe to be true. Put it on the screen for you. The unresolved gap between what we say and how we live is the crevice into which people fall in our culture today. God's word is clear, though. Whoever says he abides in Christ ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. That's 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. Jesus also taught us, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. John chapter 15, verse 8. This is because we were created in Christ Jesus for good works, Ephesians 2.10. As a result, we're instructed, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth, 1 John 3.18. Paul warned of those who profess to know God, but they deny him by their works, Titus 1.16. And conversely, Scripture admonishes us, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves, James 1.22. Heard this story about a young man named Eddie Daniels. He's the mayor of Vienna, Georgia, a town of about 4,000 people. And he was on his way to work on a Saturday morning just a couple of months ago when he saw an SUV stalled on the railroad tracks 
and he noticed as a train fast approaching and that this SUV had small children in it. And so he said later, quote, I couldn't let those babies sit there and get slaughtered by a train. And so he helped the mom out of the vehicle and then rescued uh, a three-year-old and then a one-year-old from the back seat. And he was helping the last child out of the back, a six-year-old, when the train hit the vehicle. Now, he managed to get the six-year-old out, but he sustained a broken ankle and eight stitches on his head. And he said later, he said, I'm just out there doing God's work. He said, that's what we're supposed to do. And they told me I was a hero. I said, I don't feel like a hero, just like I was doing what I was supposed to do. And so here this guy is who saved this family, this young family. It's an amazing thing. wonder if uh, Eddie will get reelected to Vienna, Georgia as the mayor. Probably he will. Listen to what British explorer Freya Stark said. Put this on the screen for you, too. She said, there can be no happiness if the things we believe in are different than the things we do. So as the children of God, our every word, our every action reflects on our Father for good or for ill. Jesus told his followers, this is recorded in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. And some of us, as you know, are very effective witnesses. We live our lives in an honorable way, and we effectively represent Christ in the world. Some of us are not so good. Others of us are just growing in that capacity. But each of us is called to take the witness stand every day by what we say, by how we behave, how we react, and as my point is made today, by what we do. All of us, essentially, are what we do. So I'll ask again, for God's glory and the advancement of his kingdom, would you do what you're about to do if you knew it was the last thing you would do? Would you still do it? One more quote. This is from Jim Dennison. He said, a postmodern culture that measures truth by relevance will measure the truth of our faith by the relevance of our lives. And so the challenge is made. This year, as we look into 2023, Let's imagine ourselves as people who are faithful not only to say and to feel and to intend to live godly, honorable lives as faithful witnesses to the loving grace of Jesus Christ to those around us. But what do you say? Let's practice. Let's do it. Let's do it for Jesus' sake. I hope you have a great year, a blessed year, a peaceful year, a hopeful year. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Lord, you are our hiding place. You always fill our hearts with songs of deliverance whenever we're afraid. So we place our trust in you. We say, let the weak say, I am strong in the strength of the Lord. We place our trust in you. Lord, this year, be our hiding place, be our strength, be our peace. Be our power, be our assurance, so that we can reflect through our lives in the actual doing of your will and ways, a reflection of Jesus Christ that influences the world for his sake. Hear our prayer, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>